You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out about our pod brother and how to join our news Discord group and support the show at greenlitpodcast.com and patreon.com slash spirithunterpod respectively, babe. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 52 of The Spirit Hunters. This is Sarah. Patrick. Hannah. Joe. Last time, we watched Gone and Friends win the showdown against Razor and his clones in the great game of dodgeball, only to be challenged just after to an even deadlier game by Genthru and his bomber buddies. We also covered some interesting facts about dodgeball and its true origins this week we'll watch how team gone faces against uh team genthru who's gonna win let's find out you better get ready episode 72 chase and chance in japanese chiesu de chansu originally released in japan on march 24th 2013 the equivalent manga chapters are 170 through 173, which were released in Japan on January 20th, 2003. Wow, they are really cutting it close, apparently. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I misinterpreted 2013 and 2003 as the same year. You know how you do. Uh, the equivalent 1999 apps are 87, which were released in Japan on June 2nd, 2004. All right. So um, the episode starts with the Hisoka and thinks they like kind of teleport in to meet the rest of the phantom troop in like a dark part of the forest. And um, one of them tells them basically that uh, Machi and Nobunaga are spying on the exorcist. So and then it kind of cuts to the daytime and you see Hisoka with Nobunaga and Machi and um, they're kind of spying on the guy. And then, I don't know, Hisoka being Hisoka is like, Ooh, I'm quite sensitive after a battle. So because of his sensitivity, he manages to notice um, someone hiding in the background, aka his replacement in the Phantom Troop, Kaluto or Kaluta. I always had a Kaluto. hard time. Kaluto. So yeah, and then there's some things with like him wanting to fight Kaluto and everyone warning Kaluto that he like, We'll fight anything. So, <laughs> basic chicken my head. <laughs> yeah, basic Hisoka shenanigans. So, <laughs> how did you guys interpret the extra sensitivity? Because, like, I don't think it's a Nen thing. I think it's very much a just like he became hypersensitive to noticing cues and then, like, could get, like, hey, there must be someone else here because everyone's acting in a certain way. Yeah. Because he's just, because in- Nobunaga said that he's like incredibly perceptive. Um, this, I think I use the word sensitive in the, at least in the dub, it was arousal, but I don't want to use that. Um, but yeah, I think he's goes just super perceptive around yeah, his surroundings. I don't, I think, I think I agree that it wasn't necessarily a nun thing, but more, um, he's just more perceptive and aware I mean, mm-hmm. it's like a physical thing. It's just after that adrenaline rush, it's like your senses are hyper-focused. And considering that Hisoka's probably been training his entire life, he can hone really any sense mm-hmm. that he has. 
Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea that it's like, um, is it Psych, the show where the person pretends to be psychic? They're just like a hyper, <laughs> like aware and analytical person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that show. I would yeah, actually do that. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I don't know. Did you guys watch the new movies of that yet? No, I haven't. I've never watched it. I've only watched the series, but not the movies. Uh, it's pretty cool. They brought back uh, uh, I forget the Lasseter's actor, but after he had a stroke, they brought him back into the fold, and he's actually really good in those movies. I would highly recommend checking them out if you guys haven't. Okay, cool. definitely. Does he, does he also get more sensitive after a fight? Uh, he just hates Sean a lot more. Damn. I don't know what that means, but I'll just go with it. Sean's the main character's name. It's it's a running joke that him and Sean are always at odds because he's an official detective, but he doesn't buy into the this this the psychic BS. So he's always pretty hard on Sean, and Sean kind of makes his life a living hell. So nice. God, I love that show. <laughs> um, so. We kind of cut to Tezgara's group, and they're, like, kind of strategizing on how to get the Angel's Breath card from Genther's team. Um, and then the both of the groups meet up, and Genther's like, hey, weren't you supposed to come alone? And Tezgara's like, lol, nope, and they start fighting, basically. So Tezgara's group casts Levy on them. And then right after, they immediately use a company to hightail it out of there. Um, they um, Genther's group checks their books, and they notice that no important cards were taken. Um, but Genther's still pretty worried. He's suspicious about what um, Tezgar's plan is. Um, and then, I always mispronounce his name. Gorinu's help, um, Tezgara's group has now a ton of escape and teleportation cards. So they're kind of have, they feel, they're feeling pretty good. They feel like they have the leg up right now. So, um, real quick, I think it's very interesting that they use Levy, but not the risky dice. And I think that's like a, supposed to be like a character difference because, I think the bombers are playing to win while Gore uh not sorry, Goreno, uh while Tezgara is playing not to lose because they describe him as very conservative throughout this whole thing. And like this is another example of it because he doesn't want any of his friends to die. I'm not saying he should, but it's clear that like, hey, they were playing with the hope that since they were more skilled than everyone else besides people like Genthru, that they were just gonna be able to do it very conservatively and they're ill equipped for this sort of confrontation. Yeah, it's kind of it's a funny sort of dynamic between those two where you know it's like the good versus evil sort of thing quite literally where i guess like the the one's more conservative the other one is sort of risky and is willing to take more risks while you know sometimes that gets better better results but sometimes it doesn't so it's sort of like a it's kind of cool in that dynamic at least i feel this is lawful versus chaotic rather than good versus evil i mean they, it is also oh, yeah. good that versus evil but i feel this aspect is lawful versus chaotic mm-hmm. fair For enough sure. But who, what, what kind of lawful and chaotic are they? Are they lawful good, lawful evil, lawful neutral? Yeah, I mean, I also most, chaotic evil is for I think it's Genthru. the most basic shit. It's chaotic evil and 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 lawful good. <laughs> I mean, like, this is only slightly complicated by how much, like, Genthru and his friends, like, really do care about each other. They're all willing to die, but they're all willing to die for each other. Mm-hmm. For that sure. makes sense. And yeah, it's it's kind of funny in that regard. So you'd expect them to be more willing to risk their lives. Like, oh, they die, they died. It's not a big deal. We'll just continue on without them while it's like they actually care about their friends and stuff. 
It's kind of yeah. funny to see that dynamic change. I like that dynamic a lot. You also see it in like um like Korra from uh like Avatar where in the third season there's um is it the Red Lotus who are like a group of like basically uh, escaped convicts who were former rebels who like all really deeply care about each other but are all basically willing to die for the cause. Yeah, Black Lotus. I think. I think I that's a I think Lotus. that's a magic card. Red Lotus, Lotus? Is it I don't know. But yeah, there is a group like that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that dynamic amongst villains cuz that's like what you know, because, like, oftentimes in real history, villains are, like, a relative thing. And, like, so each side sees themselves as heroes and therefore have their own ethics regarding friendship and camaraderie. Mm-hmm. For sure. I guess you just say friendship is magic, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um... You kind of cut to um, Gon and his training. He's training really hard, but Biscuit, Biscuit's says that he's still too slow um so she tells him to start emission training kind of as like a different weapon to help him since it's like he needs all the help he can get with a limited amount of days um so while Gon continues to struggle um Bisky and Kiloa they're like talking about him um she even says that she's making him skip levels of training as kind of like a gamble to give him more options, give him the opportunity to like hopefully get better. So I don't know. I guess it's like not cheating, but it's like when I would not want to take my protege and make them go from like level one to level 10 <laughs> within the same power. <laughs> but, um, this could yeah, be useful for sure, like in real life. I mean, mm -hmm. in limited situations, like for instance, like when me and my brother were young and doing martial arts training, there was one day where our master basically had us do um, break falls, like just like repeated somersaults, like over higher and higher things. Mm. And then eventually he was like, okay, now do this and like, you know, land on just your fingers and flip over and roll. And then afterwards, we we're like, what the fuck was the point of any of that? I mean, we didn't say it as that. It was like a lot more respectful. And he's like, oh, yeah. Did you guys think you were still somersaulting? At the end of it, you were doing flips. Like, he's like, and then we're like, no, no, no. We were landing on our fingers. He's like, do you really think you're like strong enough to do handstands <laughs> on your fingers? And then we're like, holy shit, we were doing flips. We just didn't even realize it. Oh, that's cool. And like, was your, I feel like was your master like named Betty? No, my master was not named Betty. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so like this is an interesting way where you can basically trick people into going past their limits by not spelling out how hard something is. It can backfire too, but it has right. like good use cases in limited situations. Yeah, I think with Gon, it can definitely work, especially with his enthusiasm and his skill. So um, yeah, speaking of skills, Bisky um, reveals her ability to Kiloa, and it is Cookie the Magical Masseuse. Very, like, a really pretty, like, lady who um, basically gives, like, everything from spa treatments to body sculpting techniques <laughs> to kind of help you rejuvenate and heal from battle. Kilo is not really that impressed because I guess he doesn't believe in self-care or anything like that. So. <laughs> you know who tends not to like self-care? People who, who have been abused. Yeah. that's not even a joke that's like legitimately like hey guess who like actively does not think about self-care mm. yeah makes sense now <laughs> I, I just realized but, the dynamic um, of, of biscuit and cookies name it's like you know the 
They're basically American words for like a cookie. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It is cute. It's crazy how much it reminds me of a uh, part four JoJo stand. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, which sure. one? Um, the one that does the fucking uh, face lift, like the change your face thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, Cinderella, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally can see that. Self care. They're both into self care. Just one less. Um, one's more sus than the other. In terms yeah, one's of real freaky. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we cut back to Tezgare's group, and they continue to like sneak attack Genthru and like stealing their cards and all that stuff. Um, Genthru thinks that they actually have a Nen user with them with a tracking ability, and so they're gonna have to get find some drastic ways to defend themselves. Um, so. One of these ways is that they start beating up other players and stealing their company and other kind of C-rank cards. And they also check their book to see if these random players have met up with Tezgara's group yet. Um, if they haven't, then Genthru forces them to collect cards for him or else he'll like um, explode them with his bombs. And then um, Gorinu is spying on Genthru and he's like reporting back to Tezgara about everything um and it seems like Genthru is actually catching up with the other group in terms of like the number of cards so yeah it's kind of pretty tense um and it kind of goes back to Gon and he kind of is struggling with training still with training still while um Fisky and Kilua are Cleaning out their strategies and all that stuff. Um, uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting, like, one, Genthru's, uh strategic decision to kill informants slash people who are working for them is very smart. I mean, it's obviously terribly evil, but did anyone else think it was, like, insane? Like, did anyone else think it was, like, incredibly evil and sadistic the way that, like, they would kill people, basically? Because, like, when they found that people had met uh, Tezgera, they would all basically like in this weird gleeful voice be like busted and I'm just like what is wrong with you people? Hey Joe, Joe, Joe Bustin makes them feel good. Oh god no but for real like I was just like wow y'all are like legit psychopaths fuck you yeah I oh, got yeah, that vibe sure. I was like as soon as I saw the sunglasses he was wearing I'm, I thought like he's either gonna be really cool or really crazy <laughs> Turned out to be the latter. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, basically, um, the it seems like Enthers collected enough cards, so they're ready to play tag, and they use a company on to then kind of appear in front of Tuscara's group. So Tuscara then keeps casting company not a company on time and time again to try to get away. Um, they try like to go to different cities. I don't remember the names, but yeah, Gunther's always like one is always tailing them. So every time they appear somewhere, then Gunther's appearing a second later. So Tuscara manages to throw Gunther off um, by having. I think that's how they throw it off. They throw them off by having someone else in his group cast a company on. Is that how they throw them off? Um, so, um yeah. I think it's just that the cards are split amongst them. Oh, okay. 
But um, basically, they now have a little time to think of a plan. So they're going to use the return card when they run out of a company on cards. And Gorinu um, informs Tezgara that um, the Bara and Sub with Genthru are actually fakes. The real um, Sub and Bara are actually in front of a shop in Masadora. Um, so Tezgara, knowing this, wants to stick to the plan instead of fighting Genthru, even though Ke- technically Genthru is alone and vulnerable. But yeah, he wants to play it safe. Um, yeah. Then we cut back to Kilua, who informs Gon to stop his training because they came up with a plan to defeat Genthru. Bisky holds up a card, but we, the audience, can't see which one it is yet. Um, I guess, like, even with a card, Gon's going to have to learn how to use it the hard way. I don't know. <laughs> but um, Without spoiling it, yeah. So they he uses two cards with the, you know, 60 second thing mm-hmm. without saying what it, exactly it is. Do you think it's the first or second card he uses that's being shown here because they also show what was minimized to create one of the cards at another time? Oh. Um I wish I remembered. It's been a while, so Yeah, cuz one I- of them is foreshadowed better than the other, I think. I'm going to say just for the sake of it, because I don't remember and I could be wrong. I'm just going to go with two because I, I think maybe. Yeah. I mean, they also yeah. showed two's source item. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see in the next episode. Um, then we cut back to Tuskira's group and... They finally ran out of a company on card, so they use Return On to go to II. And Genthru's like, Endgame is upon us. And I made a joke about Marvel's Endgame, but yeah. Is it, it's like one of them like uses uses the book and it's like it's like uh it's like I just looked at all our fu- all our features. How <laughs> how many of them are the ones where we won? Just one. <laughs> Just one. Yeah. Are we going to get the bad route, the normal route, or the good route? <laughs> I, I'm not going to spoil things too hard, but there were a lot more futures where they won. There's some shit that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that a couple of them turned to dust, though. That was kind of weird. Yeah, that was yeah. really weird. <laughs> Abengane just so turns good. into dust. He's like, I don't feel so good, Mr. Tezgera. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh, sad. We got a um, three-person Thanos snap in here. <laughs> um, so Tuskira's group uses Levon to head to Batera's castle. But once they are there, it's empty. And they're calling out and then Zabuzushi's like, hey, I'm here. And tells them that everyone apparently just left because Batera's canceled the entire thing. Um, we don't know why, because when um, Tesgira confronts Batera, who's locked in his room, uh, Batera's just crying, and he's like, "I, I don't know what he says exactly, but he's got the Lincoln Park blasting, and he's got his uh, got his eyeliner get on melting." <laughs> so, question. Were you guys, was it clear that this was supposed to be an ambush? 
No, not really. Yeah, in the manga in 99, we'll talk about it, but like I 2011 makes this very hard to read. Like what's going on here? Yeah, cuz it seemed random. Like why do why was it canceled and like why did uh, everyone Not leave? that. I'll explain yeah. more later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um so the very last scene, um Gen through and his group also use Levon and they're in the castle now and um they greet Zabuzishi by killing him cuz you know, that's the nice way to do things and I guess, according to Genthru, it's okay to kill in real life because they won't lose any ring data. So, you know, makes sense. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, Yeah. no, that was established a a long time ago. Oh, no, I meant in this real life. If that's the case, then, oh, man, I'm going to start killing then. Oh, my God. Questionable, Uh, but it's sound logic, so. That's that's Genthru in a nutshell. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I was going to say, let me explain this now. Oh, wait, no, we have the manga and uh, 99 notes. But yeah, like, I honestly think the end of this episode is very messy to, like, it doesn't seem that way when you're watching it. But when you actually read what happened in the manga in 99, you're like, how did they screw this up? Very easily. Because it just makes it seem like, oh, my God, it's a surprise that Genthru is here. When in the others, it's like, we intended for Genthru to be here. Yeah, maybe there's plenty for suspense in the in the anime. That's my only thing. I think they Negative. were, and I think it's a bad idea. Uh, I thought it wasn't too bad. I don't know. It didn't bother me too much. But I kind of figured they'd chase him out of the game anyway, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so time for the mango notes. Uh, so it shows the missing cards from both teams in the manga, so it's showing that Genthru's missing zero, number two, and number 75. Well, <laughs> what? Wait. Can you read the name of number two? Because we talked about there being three different <laughs> names for the name. For that. We got a fourth like one now. even more now. Yeah, fucking say it. Number say it. two is called One Yard of Coastline. <laughs> yeah, that card. You know, Tsubo of Coast, <laughs> Strip of Beach. One Yard of Coastline. My favorite uh, my favorite uh, bootleg Pokemon, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh I'm card. I'm so angry. <laughs> what's next? Uh, what's next? 15 feet of, uh, of shoreline? Yeah, fuck it. Fair. Uh, then number 75, Lucky Alexandra. And then uh, Genthru is missing number zero, which doesn't have a name. And number 17, uh, Archangel's Breath. And number 75, Luck- Good Lucky Alexandra. Alexander. And then number 81, Blue Planet. And they're very angry with each other, Andre. Um, I don't know, maybe if I, I missaw this, but it seemed like they killed, they met somebody, let them go, and then killed another person. When before it looked like they, the person was so similar, it looks like they just met up with them and found out he was lying and just killed them. Maybe I misread that, though. I I honestly don't remember anything weird, but I'll just take your word for it. I gotcha. I don't know. Maybe it might just, they might just look too similar. It might have been two different people, but I just want to bring up that discrepancy in case anyone else got confused with that. Mm. And then uh, there's uh, there's this other card that's revealed uh, in, the an- in the manga that's not in the anime called... Uh, Number 96, the all-seeing snake. And its description is, feed the snake with a C-rank or above card, and he'll spell out a copy of Sight Vision, which is a really weird use case card. I think this one is called Clairvoyance in the anime. Mm. Um, And I have a feeling probably Sight Vision is a literal translation for whatever the Japanese term for, like, mythical clairvoyance is. Makes sense. And, uh, yeah, there's a snake that's wrapped around his arm and spit out a... uh, Spit out clairvoyance. So that was kind of weird. Oh, okay. Wait. So that one spits out clairvoyance. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's no, clairvoyance. It's a fit. 
It's sight vision. It says it looks like the the fish one. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm just like, what the fuck is the name of the all seeing snake in the other versions? Because I think they show the card, and that like I think it has it written in the hunter language. So I'm just like, I'm not fucking translating that. It's a uh, in the anime they call it trouser snake. Fuck you. All right, um, and then in the mansion, it, it uh, it's played a little bit differently, revealing uh, Patera being sad and emo and listening to Linkin Park. Uh, basically, it's just Patera already wallowing in his misery, but it doesn't show Tezgera trying to reach him outside of the door. It's just a empty manner with him watching TV crying, Aww. which kind of was like me the other night, but I won't go into that too much. Uh, anyways... <laughs> Uh, and then uh, here's another picture of uh, Hizoka that almost got us banned off Facebook uh, with him just jerking it. Uh, explain what this photo is, because like we legit almost got kicked off Facebook because their AI misinterpreted what the photo was. Basically, it's a picture of Hizoka holding some... I don't remember what... what was it like a flashlight or something? I remember what... Oh, no, it's a telescope. telescope. But yeah, it was the telescope holding it uh, really close to his crotch. And I guess with the hand motions, uh, Facebook thought it was something else between his legs and him gripping onto something else. Yeah, we had to appeal it, and they were like, "We're gonna fucking un unpublish your page," and we're like, and oh it's just God. basically like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and it was just a it was just a misconception why AI is the worst thing ever, and while people were, were worry about AI taking over the world, it's like that meme's like AI will take over the world, it's like AI, and it's like. Put puts the descriptor over the, a cat and it says dog. Yeah, no, like honestly, the danger is less AI taking over the world and more humans misusing AI to do the worst things possible to each other. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I, I guess in the words of two computer scientists, uh, fuck computers. I'm a computer. <laughs> stop all the downloading. Yeah, I think that's a good principle. You should stop all the downloading. But yeah, do that. Don't bust. Uh, don't copy that floppy. Uh, don't torrent that. Anyways, uh, do you need a pork chop sandwich? Just that, and just get get out. Get the fuck uh, out. Get the fuck out. Uh, and then the not last note. Uh, Bar mentions that Tezgera and his dudes have been working together for twenty years, which uh, I don't remember them describing that in the anime. I thought it was just like a a hodgepodge of group members, but now it seems like a. A uh, like a, a soldiers without borders Metal Gear style shit going on right now. Yeah, I think I think the idea is that Cesgar and his group are like super professionals who've been doing this for forever, but they've become very conservative. Mm. Mm. What a shame they're not liberal, but you know what are you gonna do? Not like that, <laughs> strategically uh, conservative. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, one one thing I'm curious about is um I actually don't didn't bring it up earlier, but uh did they imply did was a uh, was a uh, uh, the bomber was he with them and their group of uh, hunters or are they not hunters? I don't remember. Uh, we can probably just up. check this. I wouldn't be surprised if they. I wouldn't be surprised if get you mean like official hunter association hunters as opposed to temporary hunters, right? Uh, yeah, just like they like went to the hunter exam and passed it. I wouldn't be surprised if Genthru has. I wouldn't be surprised if the other two haven't. Just in order to like, because it seems like they've been planning this for a while. So I wonder if they like got into being hunters for this like heist. And, like, maybe wanted to avoid being known as knowing each other. Kind of like how... I mean, spoilers for Attack on Titan. But, like, when it's just like, hey, these people don't know each other. Oh, wait, they do know each other. We've been buddies for 12 years, and we shared the most horrible experiences with Basically, each other. Basically, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it's um, it's kind of interesting to think about it. Because it's like, it kind of makes that moot point of, uh, 
of uh, what's his name, the Hunter Association leader, being like, "Oh, only the good of heart can become hunters." I so man, I think <laughs> all I'm gonna say is I don't think what Netero said is uh, wrong with what he considers good at heart. They're good at heart at killing people. So I think it's much less a moral good and more like he has an idea of ethics about strength. Mm. That makes sense. All right. Which and now I probably on to... don't agree with, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Nedro doesn't seem like the best person. I don't know. Maybe that's just a, might just be me, but he's like I a don't know. classical Greek philosopher in terms of like, I, I value virtue in the ancient sense of like, you know, warring ability as opposed to, and like, you know, uprightness with my own struggles, but not necessarily doing good for society. That makes sense. Would you say he's more like Socrates or Bonerges? <laughs> deep cut. Y'all need to listen to the podcast Apocrypals. Deep cut. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, uh, on to the 99 notes. Joe, let's let's party like it's 1999. Yep. Uh, so in this version, it shows the old fit- footage of uh, Batera watching like himself and his fiance, and he's like crying while watching this. And then it says Gara barge into the room while he's watching this, which is real awkward. But like, so I saw this tweet and I retweeted it on our, um, you know, like our show account. And it was basically like, you know, a detective's dead wife in a movie while he like on a VHS while he's like remembering her. And it's just like this like woman standing in front of a beach, just kind of smiling, like, Haha, you know, and just like stuff like that. And I'm like, fuck, this is the exact thing. But was watching. Jeez. So that's uh, it's kind of fucked. Uh, no, no, this was played for laughs because it's just like this is such a trite thing in old movies where it's just like, oh, my dead wife. And then it's just like, you know, just some woman standing in front of a sunset. Fair enough, fair enough. I thought you, for a second, I thought you described it as he was looking at her dead body. I was like, what no, the fuck? No. I was uh, like, damn, damn. It's like, oh man, I probably wouldn't film that. Yeah. So in this version, there is no Sabazushi here. And the show explicitly, it shows explicitly that Tezgara knew that the others would follow them, that the whole point was that they were trying to ambush them because, like, up until, like, the cancellation of the bounty, they had, like, just a whole fortress full of armed soldiers. And so, like, the idea was, like, yeah, Gendru was going to come through there and just get blasted by a bunch of machine guns at the same time. And, but even so, this was risky as hell because, like, given that this is, like, Batera's place, like, Batera could still fucking die, even if, like, you know, Gendru's going to get blasted by eight machine guns at the same time. Yeah, but the um, thing about it, I think at this point, Batera realizes that it doesn't matter and that if he dies, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a big deal for him. Um, I think Batera, to some degree, I don't think Batera is just a money guy. I think he also cares, like, about basic human decency, because he still goes out of his way to save, like, Batera. I mean, it says Gara goes out of his way to save Batera. Oh, you're saying Batera wouldn't care about dying. Yeah, no, I'm saying, like, oh, Batera wouldn't mind. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Just kill me. I don't care anymore. Okay. And that's why he got rid of the guards. Like, I don't really care. Life's not worth living anymore. I can see that. But, yeah, so it's interesting that this was, like, very explicitly an ambush in this and slightly more explicitly in the manga. But then in 2011, they're just like, I don't know. We'll just do suspense to show them being surprised that Genthru came through. It's like, well, that was actually their plan. Um, so this Just version- as Keikaku. Yeah, this version retains the part in the manga about Sezgera and his guys working together for 20 years, and it has Batera and his girlfriend's hands about to touch in a flashback before headlights zoom into the screen, like, straight at the camera, and then a car hits, like, basically the screen, and, like, it just a screeching car sound effect. Um, Batera gives 70%—yeah, uh, it's it's real weird. Like, it's a 
creepy shot and then they show her like on life support much more detailedly in this version oh uh, but Tara gives 70 percent of the contract for early cancellation aka 35 billion aka 30 350 million dollars and adds Dang. an extra part explaining they will give four billion to Garenu. Jeez, I wonder what they're gonna spend it on. We'll find out. And then uh Barra refers to Bisky as uh Ojochan. So like basically like uh talking to a younger girl and then Ojo is like queen. Oh. Um is that hmm. queen or princess? I forget. Uh princess. Um, I think it's referring to like a woman of higher hierarchy so oh now that i think about it i'm pretty sure that is literally queen ojo but i think mm-hmm. saying ojo chan basically kind of means like oh um it, it is just talking about like a higher person but i think ojo literally means queen because oh means king and jo right. means woman so woman king that makes sense yeah so it would be like him calling her like a little princess or something kind of like <laughs> what you got there princess as he's about to murder her Makes sense. Or attempt to. Right. Anyways, um, do you guys have any thoughts about some of the some of the differences? Also, did Sarah die? No, she's just uh she's vibing in and out. Interesting. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on like some of those differences? Like I, I think we already talked a little bit about the ambush versus not ambush stuff, but the ambush I don't know. That fucks me up, but maybe I only dislike it because of like reading the manga and like watching 99 and being like, why did they change this? But like, I guess maybe if you just saw 2011, it would like make more sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't bother me too much. It's it basically just like uh, implying that, oh, they just follow them through and they're like putting two together when they couldn't find them. So like, we're going to get you, hunt you down, like sort of like a tyrant sort of thing or Mr. X. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just imagining the alternate version of this where the dudes were still posted and then he comes through and just gets fucking blasted by like two Gatling guns at the same time. Damn. Because like hunters can like, I think basically like later, much later in like the manga, they talk about like, hey, your average hunter can like deflect Magnum bullets basically. But like singularly and with like a lot of focus basically. And it's just like, yeah, good luck with a machine gun. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, I guess I won't spoil anything, but we have seen in the future hunters susceptible to all kinds of different ammunition. Yeah, like so when they showed Uvo just like blocking a fucking rocket, that's like very much the exception. And like while Genthru is probably very talented, he's not like that. Yeah, but the thing is that 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 uh, that those guys are on a different level of hunt that a typical hunter would have. Like I wouldn't even consider Genthru, in my opinion, even close to the power that any of the Phantom Troop has at, at oh, its weakest. For sure, and I think Genthru is much stronger than your average hunter, and then the Phantom Troop are much stronger than him. Yeah, like Genthru, it, it. I think, and that's one of the things I think why people have an issue with Genthru is that he seems like a downgrade after seeing the might of the Phantom Troop. Like even comparisons, like yeah, he's strong to all the average hunters, but I mean. Like he's, you know, I mean, obviously any of the Phantom Troop could take him easily and they're not, they don't even, they're not even bothered by him. It's like a side thought. It's like, oh yeah, he exists, but we don't care. We'll talk more about this after the fight, but I think the dynamic makes sense in terms of like suspension of disbelief. But yeah, I can see why narratively it's like unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, and now a word from our compatriots and benefactors. <laughs> Hey, Lassie, what are you doing here? Timmy's in a well. 
Sequelcast 2 and Friends is a podcast looking at movies in a franchise, one film at a time, like Harry Potter, Hellraiser, and The Hobbit. And sometimes the hosts talk about video games and TV as well. And now it's part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Oh, Lassie, we don't need to rescue Timmy. He likes the well well enough, I guess. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Lassie, I told you to lay off the spoilers. On the Super Nintendad's Entertainment Podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? A Sega Slingshot. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the blast processing was really fast. Why can't knuckles fly even? Tide prawn dough. What is that even? Samurai Pizza Cats. Gabe, we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. <laughs> right here on Greenlit. Hi, Tommy here. Just in case you get confused, the next part of the recording is a cast live watching episode 73, Insanity and Insanity, and 74, Victor and Loser. Go ahead and follow along. If they die in the game, they die in the game. Yeah, but they probably would remove that cross from his necklace, though. And then remove I, the ci cigarette from Bisky's mouth. Not, wow, okay. I was going to say, it's, it's not 1999, baby. They did that in the 1999 version? I meant 99 the year, but yeah, that works too. Also, I kind of like how the cards are in Japanese, even though this language is supposed to be like some hunter language. Yeah, it's because like in the manga, they can put it in the hunter language because like they're like, well, you can look this up if you have the time. Meanwhile, since it flashes on screen so fast, they're like, you're not going to have time to read this. That's why they so, like, it's the better pause to have button. It in it's better to have it in Japanese, yeah. I'm definitely thinking about cosplaying Gorenu. We can we can all cosplay as that group. I'll be Gareno. <laughs> you can be one of the gorillas. That works. I don't know. That that sounds vaguely racist. So I don't think I'm gonna be doing that. I don't. You're the white gorilla. Yeah. Now it's racist. <laughs> okay. Wait. You be one of the gorillas. I be one of the gorillas. We'll get someone very small to be Gareno. <laughs> oh, jeez. So we played we played that that Sonic and Happiness game, and someone said a peeping tom, and the peeping tom actually is Gorenu. <laughs> Just you know, hiding in the trees with the telescope. Exactly. He's trying to sneak. He's just trying to see what peeping on those cards that you're getting. Trying to find out how many cowboys there really are at Ram Ranch. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a well known uh well known conundrum. If there's really eighteen cowboys in the showers and eighteen in the yards to make thirty six, or there's actually eighteen Ram Ranch. Exactly. Are they inside or outside, and how many of them are in? How many are out? What's the time frame? It's questions that may not ever be answered, but are never going to be answered because it's a fucking dumb song. <laughs> Yo, it's three ten. Light up. Hey. That little flower is more than just an explosion. Uh, they fake out, card out, <laughs> is what they did. Oh.
Huh. <laughs> kind of like to look up an origin of the name Genthru. Genthru through through the Plot other side. Plot of beach, stripper beach, land of beach, beach beach. Yard yard of shoreline. Was that it? Yes, yeah, yard of shoreline. Uh, fifteen feet of uh of 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 beach of beach. Eighteen cowboys on Ram Ranch. Yeah, eight, 18, 18 inches of hard island beach. <laughs> hard beach. I like how you can tell from her eyes that she's older than she looks. Yeah, you know, I just noticed that. You know, Ginkai has that same thing too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it might just be me imposing her face onto Biscuit, but I don't oh. know. You gone. Got it just in time. Nice. Yeah, what part of New York is this? Sorry, York New is this? Uh, this is uh, this is uh, this is uh, Nooklin. Is this uh, is this Mower Lanhattan? Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Higher East Side. Oh shit. XOXO Gossip Girl. Hey. <laughs> Little Diddy. Oh shit. You know, it'd be really fucked oh. up if it turned out that the bombers killed her. They wouldn't know. I think she was like a secret to everyone. Yo, but Terra's the only billionaire I feel sad for. I don't know, man. I guess maybe he, he put love and compassion to somebody with all his money than, uh, I don't know, going to space or, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yo, this is way better than Jeff Bezos. Yeah, if, if Jeff Bezos paid that much money to save somebody, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe he does deserve that money. And I'd be like, you oh, know Jeff what? Bezos maybe he doesn't. Creed Island. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, no, the, he did make that, that in another world, and people are actually are dying because their graphics cards are getting fried. Oh, yeah. So yeah, guys, if you want, oh, if you want Green Island. God. Oh yeah, sorry, oh, Sarah God. hasn't seen this, so yeah, let's shut up. Yeah, like, oh, the the juxtaposition between the jokes and what's happening is giving me major cognitive dissonance. I'm a little like, <laughs> I don't know how to feel. Yeah, it's actually really sad. <laughs> yeah, this is like very depressing. Like, this is giving him some major um, character development and death that I didn't really anticipate. Oh. Personally, I think this episode should be named Batera, the only billionaire we sh we don't eat. He already ate himself in sorrow. Damn, that's deep, son. What if Mr. Freeze was a billionaire, <laughs> basically? Is Batera confirmed as Arnold? Yeah. Like, chill out. This is like literally over fuck these kids. <laughs> There's a meme of like a little girl squaring up with like a an older woman and it's like every fight in Hunter Hunter. Pretty much. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Do you think she went over this with with them? Probably <laughs> to some degree. To some degree. 
I, I feel like in JoJo, this will all just be said out loud. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, no, yeah. they could talk through their stands, Joe. Speedwagon thinks it's very impressive that you're doing this. <laughs> do, do you think Gon's going to use his hard abs to heal uh, uh, Killua's uh, hands? Oh my god, that's still the weirdest <laughs> part of the entire series. And that that's that's a lot. That's coming from... Uh, that That's compared to... Uh, I used to people that don't watch JoJo... Uh, people, uh, Jojo actually helping out the Nazis. Fighting a na half-naked Egyptian man. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I like that it makes a plain noise when they're teleporting. I wonder if it did it on purpose. Fun. Like an actual chase chase. I'm imagine you just see a Jing at like 3 in the morning trying to find the right plane sound effect on a, on a library sound. Oh my god, yeah, he's just like an indie game dev. He's like, I don't fucking know what all these fucking free clips... What are the license agreements on this one? Shh, shh, fuck. Mm -hmm. forget, forget it, I'll just use it. No one will ever know. I'm, I'm making it's 15 suited. copies of these. Yeah, it's kind of funny. That's the, Out of all the shit that happens Ooh. in the games, that's the only thing oh. that gets sued for. Real quick, um, just so you know, their eyes were like that because of Zetsu, which is like a really cool detail that's in the manga and here, and absent from 99. Okay, that's interesting, because it's like it was that kind of opaque color. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. All according to Keikaku, baby. Keikaku <laughs> means, means plan. She just needs chips. <laughs> Star chips, actually. What what kind of deck do you think she'd be running if she played Yu-Gi-Oh? I don't remember enough about... You know, I probably should just let Sarah's joke stand. It was a lot better than mine. Fair enough. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Ah. Huh. Nothing Dude, personal. What a big Gone. hand. Yeah, it turns out his power is uh, well, those 25-cent sticky hands in, in fucking uh, <laughs> machines. Oh, God. Has they just explode. Has the power sticky in hand. <laughs> Yo, that is sick. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how, like, that one shot and in the manga basically shows how much, like, Togashi likes martial arts films. You think it's he... very much like a martial arts block. Like, that's a kung fu block rather than, like, a karate one. You think he has the power of the Wu-Tang? Yes, all 36 chambers. Hell yeah. And cowboys. Oh god. <gasps> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Oof. Uh-oh. Deep. Oh my god. I'm so glad Sarah hasn't seen this. Yeah. It's like, gone. he's an adult. He doesn't care about honor. He literally <laughs> yeah. bombs people. 
no, I love that Tezgara basically says you're insane, but not the same type of insane as me. I'm like, yeah, man, it's two jokers fighting each other. Was it Heath Ledger versus uh versus um it's versus Jerry Cesar Leto? Romero? No, it's versus Cesar Romero. Let's go. Fair enough. The the be the the better Joker. I forget, was Cesar Romero Cuban or was he like straight up Spanish? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Cuban. I'll double check. A fan question of the week was was Cesar Romero Cuban or Spanish? Please uh email us at uh, spirithunters at spirithunters.com. Yo, this montage though. Mm. Also that like fucking crescent not crescent, that's a Look at like a scissor kick? Type of kick. No. <laughs> Ouch. I do like all the crosses on his uh on his uh, shirt. Dude, I can't believe uh Gendru is just basically asking, you wanna know how I got these scars repeatedly? Pretty much. Like I said, uh like you were saying, uh uh Heath Ledger versus uh Cesar Romero. Exactly Keikaku. What could the trap be? Oh boy. I'll but give I you a remember. hint, you'll have no idea. Yeah. I I really don't. <laughs> didn't, didn't they? Uh, I could have sworn they teased it last episode. They did, but in a way you would never be able to figure it out. Fair enough. Unrelated, unrelated note, I really oh. liked the... Unrelated note, I really liked uh, JoJo Part 2, Joe. Nice. God. So, I actually like mm -hmm. this. This is something that might be better for later, but I think this battle yeah. is basically rock, paper, scissors. I will not elaborate until later, but basically the way they're thinking about, like, how each other are going to throw certain things is very rock, paper, scissors. Right. I definitely can see it. Which fits in with Gon's whole motif. Yeah. Yo, I love this. Let's go. <laughs> Later. Let's go. Woo -hoo! Woo. Hey, look, it's, it's a beach. Just a beach. <laughs> or no, it's no yard. Yard, yard of beach. Yard coast. Ram of ranch. I think we're about to explain a joke we've been saying for the last, like, three years. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. Gen Kai. Woo! Gen Kai. <laughs> Damn, can't oh, believe she did man. primary lotus on that dude. Isn't that a Magic the Gathering card? <laughs> no, it's a uh, Rockley's. Oh, let's go, Bisky. <laughs> 
Yo, man, she, she's he's repping Sun Devils, the worst ASU student of all time. I wonder if he he throws up the uh, if he throws up the devil sign. Throws up oh, the pitchforks. No. Oh no! Uh oh. Oh no! He backhanded her. It's over, right? Mm. Totally. Uh oh. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, let's go, Big Buff Bisky. <laughs> I wonder who Don this is supposed. Cena. To... <laughs> I wonder who this is supposed to be an allusion to. Who else do we know that gets mega buff and punches oh, things? Oh his face. <laughs> oh. Yo, in the manga in 99, he should be fucking dead. His skull is caved in. Oh, yeah. God. Damn. Y'all want to talk about dysmorphia? <laughs> I love how the tide comes in right as she says that. <laughs> Just throws the body to the ocean. I do like now we can we explain the joke of like how it's Genkai and uh and Tagoro's child. Yep. <laughs> so in the manga in ninety nine they make it more obvious, but he's basically said like I cannot use my hands, like physically uh, incapable of. Right, because yeah. of the dodgeball match. Yep. That's why oh, he's fighting kind of weird. Oh, sweet shadow clone. <laughs> Ooh. That's probably not the worst palm in this uh, show, for sure. Damn. Yeah, the Siberian palm, though? Oh, uh, yeah. Or a Shibirian. I forget how they pronounce Ooh, it. Oh, wait. The was, that a, was that one six point or five point in this one? I I didn't catch it. I have a feeling it's six point, but we'll find out. Damn. <laughs> I'm guessing Yo, Miluki coming in Dude. hardcore. M Miluki's support of the show. Have you guys ever gone to like yo-yoing before? Yeah, as a kid, because in the late '90s, me, baby, this is like what I wanted or thought I was doing, but really, I was just hitting myself and probably the wall. <laughs> so this part's not explained well in this version. So let's just see what you think of what's about to happen. Ooh. Okay, because they no! changed. That explains why. Oh. <laughs> I'll get the I'll explain it later, but they do sing very different. Oh yeah. Oof. Oh, it's just six point here. Also, that's hundred and ten <laughs> pounds. Hundred and ten pounds probably going like thirty miles per hour. Jeez. I'm pretty sure that would kill that man. Jeez. Well he he I yeah, mean he has he Nen. If he didn't have Nen, he'd be his head would have exploded. Yeah. Fair. Wow, he got played. This this is legit how high level kickboxers fight. I'm not even joking.
believe it. <laughs> He's literally telling you, dude. <laughs> this is the part where he orders him to death. Ooh. There we go. Wow. Damn. <laughs> okay, so in the manga and 99 version, when he throws the stone, it's specifically to hit him in the arm bracelet and break it off. Oh. Damn. Uh, such a juxtaposition between battles and yeah, <laughs> too also, hardcore. Sorry, go ahead. Also, spoilers. This is the last time we're gonna see those. Oh, the yo-yos. Yeah, I wish those Aww. came back. They're pretty fucking sick. I have a feeling he wanted them to be a bigger thing, and then the tone of the next saga doesn't make any sense to use that. Yeah, because even this is a bit serious. It kind of doesn't take itself too seriously, but damn. Is that is that is that the the crouching snake or the biting snake he's using? It's kind of a real stance, but I don't remember like what style it's from. It's it's not from karate. It's from like a a Chinese martial arts style, but I don't remember the exact name. Not the Wu Tang style, is it? Uh, no, it's literally not the Wu Tang. Fair like, enough. Uh, the like the actual Wu Dong Mountains uh monastery focused on sword techniques. Fair enough. It it could be tiger style or tiger style. I can also tell you it's literally not Tiger Style. I know Fair what enough. you're doing, but it's not Tiger Style. Damn it. Let me have this, Joe. Oh, man. So, Gensu's thing is, like, I'm going to crush this kid's spirit. Like, <laughs> that's his strategy at the moment, because Gon's never going to give up. Yo, who's that handsome man? Uh, Do we want to start this immediately or intro it, or? Uh, Just start with a recap, and then... Oh, no, fuck it. Skip recap, skip intro. Yusuke, what are you doing here? You just vibing. He Childless got, behavior. He, he just got uh, he got tired of uh, avoiding his uh, his son again, or and and his wife. You mean himself? Undone. Dun. Yeah. Why does he keep saying it's paused? I think it's because where you're putting the cursor at any given point. Okay, there we go. God damn it. Oh, I glitched out on me. Sorry about okay, that. Thank God we don't have to sync this up. If we had to sync this up, this would be the most nightmarish thing in the world. There you go, glitched out on me. Been caught stealing. Ah! Oof. So this is what I mean about the rock, paper, scissors thing. Basically, they make mm -hmm. very discrete strategies based on probabilities in a way that mm -hmm. like rock, paper, scissors would work. Right. Yeah. Also, for some reason, Genther's clothes went from... from uh, Religious to a shift, uh, a shift diagram. I do think it's interesting that um, Genthru is like basically this like traditional like martial artist in a certain way, but he dresses nothing like one. Mm -hmm. He doesn't conform to norms.
He just really tied in his abs. <laughs> yeah. He totally pulled the Machi. So this is something that I think is interesting because throughout this they use Gyo as the way of like moving the aura to there rather than referring to it as like Ko or Ryu or any of the other mm -hmm. things. And it's it's almost like a reversion. And like while it's technically a thing, they previously described um they previously described Gyo as like, putting Ren into one area, which I guess technically yeah. would be the other things, but like what was the point of learning some of the other things then, you know? There wasn't. Sounds like he's talking about his little daughter. Gross. <laughs> no, if my little flower catches you. Oh. His vicious daughter. Oh my god. Have fun. This is the only time Genthru looks cool. <laughs> yeah. He's like a mage. He he could say like if Vash the Stampede got psycho and nerdy kind of thing. Oh, you mean knives? <laughs> yeah, knives? knives. Basically knives. <laughs> Dating advice. <laughs> That's a deal breaker, you dropped, gone. Uh you drop these red flag emoji. <laughs> You better be careful, or else the whole the Genthro will be complaining about giving putting him into the friend zone or whatever. I was gonna say he's trying to put him in the dead zone. Then I'm like, ah, yeah, that DBZ movie. He's really doing it. <laughs> is that is that the one with uh, Garlic Jr.? Yeah. God, I hated that movie. I like it, Ooh. but it's very it's like very much a Dragon Ball movie during the point of Dragon Ball Z, which is very weird. It still has the best dub of all time with the Uncle Moton thing. I still think it's like the funniest dub bullshit ever. Big green! Oh god. <laughs> okay, gone. <laughs> ah! <laughs> this is very uh, JoJo versus Wham. Ooh. Oof. Is he eternal damage? Ooh. 
Well, that's that's some JoJo bullshit oh. right there. No, that's some Yu Hakusho bullshit. He missed. He didn't touch him. It's Jesus much clearer Christ, in the manga. No! It's it's much clearer he... in the manga that he completely misses. Jesus Christ! Oh no! <laughs> this is how Yusuke survived some fights. Uh, uh oh. I'm so mad. Oh no! Now that's what I call a hand job. No hand? <laughs> Break skateboard. I do like the, I do like the the shadow censorship they use in some of these animes. Oh. <laughs> this diagram though. Oh god. <laughs> the stress I'm feeling right now. <laughs> oh yeah, this I love this. Like I've I've mentioned that I Previously, I still don't really love GI, but I actually really like this fight. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if that cauterized the w wound at that point. Yeah, probably. If it's not actively bleeding, it's probably either necrotized enough that the that <laughs> the vest are cut off so i think the explosions actually are hot they're not just like mm. chi explosions so i think it probably did cauterize selfish yeah i love this <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking too <laughs> damn this breath I'm this kid's more insane than i am no, I'm a big advocate of the, hey, Gon actually is a fucking psychopath. Like, as much as he does good things, he is a psychopath. Sarah, just guess what he's going to do, because you won't fucking know. At this point, it could really be anything. I don't even know. <laughs> oh. Is everything going to blow up? <laughs> don't fall for it, Gone. No. A oh, what don't card, Gendron? Gone. Oh, no! Oh, Jesus. Dude, he just King uh. Crimson that good. <laughs> Psychopath. <laughs> oh! Oh, let's go! Damn. Surprise one. Did he just Jotaro that guy? Or I guess Dio him in that case. Damn. He also kind of got inspiration from Kilua fucking doing it to a dude. Oh, yeah. Hey. 
Damn, I can't believe Gohan's fighting Yoshikage Kira. Pretty much. I mean, I honestly think he is inspired by that. Well, I mean, this definitely is a JoJo-esque fight. He threw gasoline all over him. He's, like, blowing people up. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> what is he gonna do? Who knows? Oh, he's gonna show him rock. I meant to look up whether this was done before or after a similar fight in Naruto. Yeah. So, it's like, on people see him as more insane because he has, like, no sense of self-preservation. Pretty much. <laughs> Who has less of a concern of self-preservation, Goku or, or Gon? Goku Go even get injured? No, <laughs> Goku, do Goku does get injured, but like it takes a lot more for him to get in the position where he yeah. thinks permanent injury is a good idea. Mm. I mean, he did blow himself up. Ooh. Larger rock. Hey, any of you guys oh! watch JoJo Part 2? Oh my god, dude. Start the Italian music. <laughs> Damn, this is the second get worst... Fucked. This is the second worst blonde wow. that got crushed by a rock I've ever seen. Wow, he's still alive? So, they don't make it clear in this version, but he ran into the same rock. Like, he ran into the same hole Gon was in. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. Oh! I bet he was using fucking Ko, and he still, like, got hit that hard. Oh. I wonder if that was the same velocity that he hit that ball with against, uh, against Razor. I don't think he had as much time. Oh. I, what are your thoughts that he's still alive? I know, like, when I was watching this with, um, my husband, he was like, why the fuck is he still alive? <laughs> He didn't have as much time to power up as during dodgeball, and he was probably using Ko, and he still got knocked out. Okay. I do like the, the, the fact that he cares so much about his eyes. Like, please heal him. Please heal him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's nice. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I'm petty. <laughs> I just leave them be... Oh damn, Daft Punk movie. I was gonna say I was gonna say uh, Sailor Moon, but that too. Uh that's that's uh, gonna be hard to do. So okay, clearly this uh, this so uh, Togashi believes in the mind body dualism of Descartes. We figured it out. Is that wait? Is it you mean Rene Descartes? Because I'm saying he would fix his psychology if he believed in monism. Oh. Sorry. Are you referring to Descartes or somebody else? Descartes, yeah. 
Uh, I think I think I I love his most famous quote: "Give her the dick." Yes, I forget where that's originally from, but I have seen it many places. It, it originally was on Pornhub, and the account's still up, and it's pretty funny just seeing the dumb reactions. Rip. L O L. Oh no. Just wait. Really? Random, get your ass over here. We need your angel's breaths. Fuck those guys. People are, are killed when they're dead, or they die when they're killed. <laughs> Subjective morality. <laughs> to be fair, though, God, kill what kills wait, for money. Gorenu killed with facts and logic. <laughs> kill Shapiro. Bisky Shapiro. Bisky Shapiro, that's it. That actually wasn't a threat. I just meant Kilo Shapiro. I don't I'm not putting any threats against Ben Shapiro's life. Just wanna disclose disclose that. <laughs> it was based on facts Definitely and logic. Oh, Gohan Go destroyed himself with logic and facts. No logic and reason. Yeah. Logic or uh, reason. Jesus. <laughs> I like how they're just over there just thinking like we're fucking going to prison. Yeah. I mean they can just bomb their blow blow stuff up. And get themselves okay, out of problems. Okay, can we talk about how he's like telling Kila, "Hey, we're not gonna heal your incredibly fucked up hands." Like, why can't they just heal his hands first, and then the, and then the bombers? <laughs> I think the bombers would literally die, like with how hard. Like, I think he probably has pretty bad internal injuries right now. Uh, he can wait like five seconds. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I don't think they have enough of the cards. Oh. Maybe not. Maybe heal that guy whose skull got caved in. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, they, they were, they were oh, they did. Up. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I missed it. <laughs> yeah, in fucking ninety nine, he would for sure, for sure die. Ah. What, what, what? We're going to play Fortnite instead. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you dropping, guys? <laughs> dropping at, uh, what, uh, was it, um... Ram Ranch. Ram Ranch, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. 
Keep in mind that's ten million dollars. Nice. Oh. Damn. I mean and that's still pretty sick. Yeah. Killer yeah, still killer still gonna happy with that. Killer's still gonna blow it on the chocolate robots though. Yep. And a bitch ain't one. <laughs> uh, wait, don't they need strip a beach though? So wouldn't that be one that they need? No, they have. Okay, so Panda Maid. Panda Maid. Oh. We will talk more about this later, but I'm pretty sure this is. We'll talk more about it later. Ooh. This episode later, or later, or later. Well, we're gonna talk about. We're going to talk about some of the differences right after this, but we'll get into what, what I think about Panda Maid. That sounds slightly horny. No. I like that one guy posing. Look at him with his little armband. It looks like an anime villain. There's some pretty sick designs here. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So the principle behind this oh, no. trivia th ah, yeah. the principle <laughs> behind this happening? trivia thing definitely follows what uh, Jing says at wow. the end of the series. Time to beat the fuck out of you. Uh, are we gonna watch the episode after this, or we no? We're not. We're okay. not. We're doing no. that as a final thing because, like, we have a lot to talk about. Like the end of okay. Hunter Hunter ninety nine next episode. That works. But, um, yeah, uh, so let's briefly talk about the differences and then just talk about the episodes real quick. Real quick. Okay. Okay, oh. where do we want to start? Sarah, you were absolutely right earlier when you asked uh, whether we should do the equivalence thing, but eh, fuck it. We don't need to do that right now. <laughs> um, so, are we start been start starting at the episode? F are we going to do both of them? No, or let's are go we to the manga, manga notes. Okay. Yeah, just in case anyone was confused what we were doing, we were watching episode 73, Insanity and Insanity, and then afterwards, episode 74, Victor and Loser. Fair enough. We'll probably just skip over. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's start episode 73, Mangano Changes. Uh, uh, on the initial watch of mine, it was pretty close. It was pretty much one-to-one -one of what was happening. Besides some minor changes, and Joe found some really obscure ones because he he knows the show better than I do inside and out. So, uh, but here's a couple. Times. Yeah, here's a couple of changes he noted. Uh, Kula makes a big deal about being unable to use his hands here, which uh, makes and that, I think we brought up that brought that up in the episode when he was using the yo-yos. Uh, Bisky's victim in this version looks like his entire face is broken and crushed. Which, uh, yeah, that's pretty. I, I'm guessing it was probably a censorship thing. It's like yeah, the arm. Like it looked like his skull was broken. Yeah, that that kills people, so... Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is Killer is drawn from Barra's uh, blurred perspective after Barra gets rabbit-punched by the yo-yo. So basically it shows how distorted Barra is by just, like, him being like, what the fuck? And, like, Killer looking like a weird, like, hallucination. Fair enough. All right, did you want to do the 99 note changes for 73? 
Yep. So uh, here, Gendru says, you're as smart as me, though, in a different way instead of insane. And I'm wondering if there's a word in Japanese that, like, implies cunning, but, like, weirdness. Like, you know, like, uh, a cunning that's also slightly off-kilter, but I don't know for a fact. Um, and in this version, Bisky explicitly has a man's voice. Like, rather than just a woman pitching it down or a woman doing a different voice, that just a man's voice comes in. Uh, so Kula's yo-yos have a five-point star and instead of a six-point. So it's weird because, like, they're just like, yeah, we'll just, maybe this will be offensive, I guess. And so they change it there, but they don't change it in 2011, which is interesting how that kind of went. Um, so here a blur happens uh, when the guy gets hit as well. In this one, the rock throw is much more clearly intended to break the yo-yo binder, so it basically hits the joint and makes it blow off. Um, so first-person view of Genthru's attack, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, basically, Gon is, like, taking the attack. Uh, in Gon's flashback to Bisky's advice on Gyo, Kilo is playing hacky sack with the yo-yos, which is a weird fucking choice. We should make a meme with that first-person view, like, POV, you're about to destroy this 8-year-old, or 12-year-old. I think... It I think it's, uh, you're about to get destroyed by eight-year-old. I think it was, like, Gon seeing it from first person. Oh, it was Gon seeing it from first person. I thought I said it was, like, get through seeing it first person. Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't state it very well. Oh, yeah, POV, you're about to get your arms blown off. Yeah, basically. All right, so do you want to move on to 74? Let's do it. All right, uh, Gon's move against the double little flower is very Jojo versus Wamu-esque here compared to the others. I'm not quite sure what you meant by that, though. Basically, so you remember the part where uh, Wham does uh, Holy Sandstorm, but like he basically used his foot to move his headband, which conducts uh, Hamon right onto his arms as he did it. Yeah. Like, and like the arms are like around him the same way Genthru's hands are. So like the pose is almost the exact same. And like Wham is so shocked that he like can't move for a while afterwards. Interesting. Surprised I don't think it's necessarily a reference, but it is kind of a cool parallel. Yeah. And there's another picture where the, I think Joe pointed out where the uh, there was a cool pose of Genthru where it's like all his, it's an all white body and his face and stuff's detailed. It's I like wouldn't him describe this as cool. It looks like he had like, you know that like we were talking about the silly string arms? It looks like that. I, I think it looks like one of the like weird abnormal titans in Attack on Titan. Makes sense. All right, and then uh, the manga manga makes gone missing weight makes gone's missing arms way more obvious and intense. No, like the missing the attack. Like, oh, missing the attack. So okay. in this version, they show Genthru's back, and so it's unclear whether it hit or like grazed. In the manga, it literally just shows a miss. Makes sense. And also, it's a lot more gruesome in the uh, the 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 manga with the missing arms oh, as yeah. well. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, it definitely definitely is bleeding. Looks awful. So. Uh, instead of like the shadow thing that they do for every censorship in Japan, and then uh, it makes it more clear that Genthru went into the hidey hole too. So I know that it was kind of not obvious when the rock fell where he went, but it was more obvious in the in the manga. Uh, right. Yeah. So ninety nine. Oh, sorry, man. I was gonna say all right, ninety nine time. Oh yeah. Uh, it does the weird Titan thing here too. So like, there's like a weird version of the manga version of him looking all fucked up too. Um, and in this version, the overcloned card poofs away instead of crumbling, which was kind of the motif they used throughout it. 
And I have one last note that's kind of a manga thing, but I wanted to discuss this. Uh, so if you read the Panda Maid card, which I have the translation here, an endangered species very neat and loves to cook, and each has a hobby such as sewing or gardening. They're excellent at taking care of uh, small children. So <laughs> this is not my unique theory. Other people have come up with this. There is a theory that Gon doesn't have a mother because, like, Jing created the pregnancy stone and used it and created Gon as basically a clone of himself. And also, more significantly, that he maybe created Panda Maid to take care of young Gon. So he is not only a deadbeat dad, he is a deadbeat mom as well. Wow. Aww. He's almost Welcome a giant piece to the of shit. ultimate deadbeat. <laughs> I guess the perk is that you're raised by a panda for a little bit, so yeah. But not realistic because pandas can barely take care of themselves, much less take care of a human. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that Gon is like so not lazy being raised. By <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, that's pretty much it. I. I just open the floor to like your guys' general comments, but like honestly, I'd like to hear most from Sarah just about her thoughts. Oh my god, what a roller coaster. Um because it was almost like it's definitely one of those things with like a hunter hunter that I noticed. It's like everything leading up to like the big final battle is just so um chill in a sense. Like obviously they're training hard, but I it's not I'm not I'm never I don't feel like I'm ever prepared for the intensity. Like especially if let's say Rugen throws and Gon's fight. It was just like Oh my god, it, it, this is like really dangerous. Like this is really serious what's happening right now. He lost limbs literally. Um, but I think that's what I really like about Hunter Hunter. It's like all my expectations are always being um subverted. I'm always being surprised. So either it's by things actually being a lot more intense than I anticipated, or how the end is always very just like <laughs> rather calm instead of like dramatic <laughs> so i think that's what i like a lot so this is really i really like these episodes they're, they're really good yeah what do you guys think um i agree like um i would say this um whole kind of arc it kind of was it almost felt lighthearted in comparison to York New, but then near the very end, especially Genther's battle, you're just like, oh shit. And it like kind of, um, I don't know. I know there was a lot of high stakes, but maybe because of the setting and all that stuff, it didn't, and maybe because for a while we thought it was actually a game, it felt like, oh, not as crazy or like, um, Definitely intense, but not as, like, like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't as scared for, like, different characters and stuff, so, um, I, I really liked it. I think it definitely picked up near the end, like, the last few episodes. Like, for me, sometimes I get lost with, like, all the strategies with the cards, to be honest. Like, I get it now. Even with all the thorough explanations, sometimes I just get lost, but, um. Yeah, I really like the last battle. I don't know. I agree with them healing Genthru, even though he didn't get healed anyway. The the intention to heal him, I was like, if I was them, I'd be like, this bitch can just. Oh, they they did end up healing him. <laughs> oh okay, well I would have just let him hurt. So that that's my personal 
thing, but um, I understand why in Bisky's whole thing about how um, everyone knew going in that they would potentially be hurting and killing each other as part of the battle, but outside the battle, you know, you don't want to, like, have them die or, like, get hurt once it's over. I, I get that mentality. They're also going to prison, like, for sure. Like, if there's a prison that can hold Razor, who could have probably easily murdered them, like, these guys will be stuck in prison. Okay, well, that's... Dang, I couldn't imagine the prison guards for that. It'd have to be, like, even probably from the fan troop. Oh, damn, really? No, I I don't know. Because, like, I'm just saying Razor was effectively the prison guard of the other prisoners. Fair enough. Because when they tried rebelling, he was just like, I'm just gonna fucking murder you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, one thing I think is really interesting is they do a really good job at showcasing Gon, even though he is clearly the weakest of the three. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. this is not to say that Kilua could have beat Genthru. In fact, I do not think he could have, but he is stronger than Gon. But the way their psychology works makes Gon's performance better because mm-hmm. Gon is willing to go for it. Like, basically, the way to outstrip your limits is by literally doing things that are so risky you will permanently damage yourself for the rest of your life, which Gon does. But, like, they have the fallback of, like, hey, if I win, I can use Angel's Breath. But, like, in just, like, a, hey, if everyone is performing at the same psychological level, Kilua is stronger than Gon by a lot. And then it's very clear Bisky is much stronger than either of them, but she basically did this to facilitate, like, both learning and also, like, the predilection of Genthru to want to fight Gon. Makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. This is also calls back to like um, Gon and Kilua versus Netero on the the airplane, where it's just like, hey, Kilua gave up earlier and Gon kept going. And while Kilua had much better stats and everything, his psychology didn't let him do the thing that impressed Netero. It ma- it makes it it's a great foreshadowing for future episodes for sure. Absolutely. I also think the willingness of Gon to let his arms get fucked up can tell you some other things about other people who share similar values. They're crazy? I mean, yes, but the manner in which they are crazy. Uh, Like, we meet someone who has Gon's mental ideas, but to an even further degree. Damn. Can you PM me the name? Um, they have one of the best fights in the entire series. Oh, okay. Because remember, this person is described as having gone to a point of madness in order to establish who they are. Ah, uh, makes sense. Yeah, Patrick, what did you think of the episodes? And then we can head is out. This just, is just the episodes or just uh, Greed Island in general? You can do Greed Island in general. Oh, I guess one thing we'll do after you speak is we'll ask Sarah what she thinks is going to happen with all those dudes who showed up. But, like, yeah, go talk about everything up to that point. Okay. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. I, I I, was always nostalgic, especially watching the last episodes of it. That's all I'll say that, um, that I really got really emotional for Greed Island and just the intro. And I think it's probably, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best, uh, credit songs of the series. But it's just really, really good. I I love the energy of the entire thing, and I don't know. It just seems like it's a fun arc compared to the the last uh, Phantom Troop arc that we experienced, to a degree at least. Yeah, I can respect your music opinion. It's not the one I have, 
but like I can definitely respect it because like I think we're both looking we both like different things about the series and I think the different ends reflect very different things about the series. Yeah, and I definitely would have to say that even after watching that watching it, I think this is the third time I've watched it. I think now that I'm looking at that I think I still prefer prefer um prefer the next arc that's coming up or even the arc after that one I actually think that might be my favorite one. But I guess the point is, is that I still really like it, and I still think it's... I'm not trying to say that it's a bad arc or anything, but it definitely is not my favorite arc, but I still really enjoy it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think watching the 2011 version really made me like Greed Island a lot more, because I read the manga through in the entirety. I've basically read the entire manga, um, and I'm just watching 2011 now. And um, I think the way this does most of Greed Island is a lot better with some minor exceptions. And the 99 version is the only part about 99 that's better for Greed Island is the final fight. Like, but everything else is better here. Yeah. And I'm really excited to, uh, cause I watched, like I said, I watched the series about three times now and I'm actually excited cause going to the next arc, we're going to have the dub of it. At least I'm going to be watching that. So it'll be interesting cause I watched the sub like two times. So for the third go around, it's going to be cool seeing the, the dub voices and seeing what choices they make for those characters it's gonna be weird no longer having 99 too would it be though um yeah because i mean like it will definitely be a lot less work for me and you and i can trade off doing the manga notes but like uh although i would still encourage you to read the manga because i think it's it's great yeah no i want to read the manga because i need just to keep on track yeah uh but last thing uh sarah what do you what do you think is gonna happen uh, I don't know. It seems like it be, the next episode we're going to watch, it's going to be either like a really intense game of Jeopardy <laughs> or, but it might break out into a fist fight. Who knows? <laughs> so I, I, we have how many episodes left? It's just one of the arc. Yeah, just one of the arc, and we have oh, like a lot man. of research stuff to do for next one. That's why, um, uh, that's why, like, we just save one episode because I'm gonna talk a lot about the end of 1999 because mm -hmm. that's it's just finally done. It's finally done. <laughs> yeah. So at least I'm keeping my expectations just for the end of the green arc. I think it's gonna end with a really intense quiz battle that's gonna turn into a. a like a fist fight, but somehow gone and Kiel are gonna come out top and they're gonna actually win the game. And then the next thing is that they'll, they'll just go off to wherever Khmer Ann takes place. Do you think they're gonna be, he's gone to being his father at the end of this? Eh, probably not. It's like too early in the series. I don't know, you never know. Probably like see like a snippet of him and it's like, oh, who are you? And then probably after like, oh shit, that's my dad. <laughs> well, who I'm knows? very curious to see what you think about what happens then. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Everything opposite of what I just said. <laughs> it's his mom. Uh, the panda he just runs into the panda. Yeah, oh my god, it's a panda. <laughs> I'm your it's like I'm your mom. Show takes a very weird turn from there. It's like Anyways, a, it's uh, like WandaVision, except more weird. Nice. Sarah, if you want to take us out, go ahead. All right. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to The Spirit Hunters. 
please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat with us at our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. Also, heads up, check us out on patreon.com slash spirit hunter pod and join our patron only discord where we'll be discussing the shit out of hunter hunter you hawk show and much more speaking of discord if you want in but don't have the funds you can help us out by giving us a written review on apple Podcasts. just send us a link your discord name and enough information to connect the two and then we got you each review gets a service to tens or hundreds more people and finally, uh, today's outro music was done by Studio Mega Ane. Check them out on YouTube, Twitter, or most importantly, iTunes. And also shout out to our editor, Tommy. Thanks to him, the rest of the crew can focus more on doing research and talking all things Tagashi. Alright, see you on the other side. Bye. See ya. Later. Later.